Welcome back to MedScore Radio. We're going to be looking at some of the NBME examples. I'm going to read through them, the answer choices and the answer. So thanks for joining me. Please try to guess. First, a 50-year-old man develops difficulty walking while receiving drug therapy for paranoid behavior. Physical examination shows mass facies and diffuse muscle rigidity. He is slow in initiating movement and walks with a shuffling, narrow base gait. Which of the following drugs is the most likely cause of these findings? Is it A, barbiturate, B, benzodiazepine, C, monoamine oxidase inhibitor, D, phenothiazine, or E, a tricyclic compound? The answer is D, phenothiazine. Two, a 24-year-old man is brought to the ER by his mother after barricading himself in his apartment. For eight months, he has believed that aliens follow him and control his mind. He was fired from his part-time job six months ago because of unusual behavior. There are no other apparent psychosocial stressors. His paternal grandmother has a major depressive disorder. He does not use drugs, but his mother states that he frequently drinks beer. There is no disturbance of mood, sleep, or appetite. Examination shows an extremely agitated and suspicious patient. There is a one-by-one centimeter abrasion in the right frontal area. His blood alcohol concentration is 0.5 milligrams per deciliter and serum gamma glutamyltransferase or GGT activity is 40. Normal is 5 to 50. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? Is it A, alcohol-induced mood disorder, B, bipolar disorder, manic, C, brief psychotic disorder, D, schizoaffective disorder, or E, schizophrenia paranoid type? The answer is schizophrenia, paranoid type. Three, a 43-year-old woman is brought to the ER one hour after a stranger stole her purse. She is agitated and extremely upset. She's 163 centimeters or 5'4 and weighs 91 kilograms or 200 pounds. BMI is 34. Physical examination shows no other abnormalities. Her blood glucose concentration is increased. Which of the following is the most likely explanation for this finding? A. Beta cell hypersecretion. B. Cushing disease. C. Glucocon secreting adenoma. D. Pancreatitis. E. Normal stress hormone response. And that is the answer. It's normal. 4. A four-year-old girl is brought to the physician by her mother because of a fever for one day. The physician is more than one hour behind schedule because of two patient emergencies earlier that day. When he enters the room, the mother yells, Do you know how long we've had to wait? This is totally unacceptable. It is the most appropriate for the physician to initially state which of the following. A. I am frustrated too with being so far behind schedule. B. I hope my staff explained about their difficult patients who caused the delay. C. It must have been very difficult to be here for so long with a sick child. D. My office staff scheduled too many patients for the day. Or E. Unfortunately, some patients demand more time than we scheduled for them. And the answer is C, it must have been very difficult to be here for so long with a sick child. Number five, a 45-year-old man is admitted to the hospital because of chest pain for one hour. He has a sedentary lifestyle and his diet is high in fat and sodium. The diagnosis of acute angina is made and the appropriate treatment is administered. After the patient's condition is stabilized, the physician recommends an exercise regimen 
and a low-fat, low-sodium diet. Two weeks later, the patient returns for a follow-up exam. He indicates that he's not yet returned to work and spends most of the day lying on the couch. He is not in any chest pain, shortness of breath, dyspnea with exertion, or peripheral edema. Which of the following initial statements by the physician is most appropriate? A. Are you afraid you might have a heart attack if you exercise? B. Are you going... Are you doing any types of exercise other than channel surfing? C. Have you also not been following the diet I recommended? D. What do you think is interfering with your ability to resume activity? That's the answer. Or E. When, when would you like to start working on improving your health? So the answer here is when do you th- what do you think is interfering with your ability to resume activity? Next, number six, a firstborn one-year-old girl is hospitalized for evaluation of arrested growth. Pregnancy and delivery were uncomplicated and development was normal initially. The infant is listless and has a diaper rash. She is below the fifth percentile for length and weight. No other abnormalities are noted. After one week of routine hospital care, the infant has gained one kilogram and has become more responsive. Which of the following is the most likely explanation for the arrested growth? Is it A, hypothyroidism, B, infantile psoriasis, C, milk allergy, D, parental neglect, or E, pyloric stenosis? And the answer here is parental neglect. I'm going to read that one again. The firstborn, one-year-old girl's hospitalized evaluation, arrested growth, pregnancy and delivery normal. Infant is listless with diaper rash. No other abnormalities. And after hospital care, gains weight. Okay, this is neglect. Okay, number seven. A 15-year-old boy with generalized tonic-clonic seizures is brought to the physician by his mother for a follow-up examination. She says that he has not been taking his examination, his medication, regularly. In his presence, she explains to the physician that she is baffled by her son's behavior and can't get him to take his pills, let alone take out the trash. Even after the mother leaves, the patient stares out the window, refuses to talk. Which of the following behaviors during the interview is most appropriate? to assess the patient's compliance with this, with this regimen. A, confront the patient about his poor behavior. B, explain the patient's resistance to him. D, laugh and joke with the patient. D, project a firm, business-like manner. Or E, project a respectful, tolerant attitude and encourage free discussion. Number eight, the children of a 67-year-old woman ask their family physician for advice about their mother's behavior four weeks after the death of her husband of 40 years. They are concerned because she weeps whenever she comes upon an object in her home that she associates with him. Her appetite is decreased and she has a two kilogram weight loss. She awakens one hour before the alarm goes off each morning. She is able to take care for herself, although she does not leave her home for any social activities. She does enjoy visits from the family. Which of the following is the most likely explanation and appropriate management? The answer here is it's normal grief reaction and she requires no medical attention.
next one. Okay, number nine. A four-year-old girl is brought to the physician because she constantly uses her left hand. Her mother, who is left-handed, who is also left-handed, tells the doc that she wants her daughter to be right-handed because she resents all the obstacles she has faced as a left-handed child. She makes her daughter practice with a crayon held only in her right hand. Which of the following responses by the physician is most appropriate? The answer is, here is, I know you want the best for your daughter, but pressing her to change is unlikely to work and might cause its own problems. Okay, let's continue on with these. Number 10, a 65-year-old man comes to the physician for a follow-up examination after the results of a bronchoscopy showed squamous cell carcinoma. When the physician tells the patients the diagnosis, the patient becomes tearful and responds, no, you're wrong. This must be a mistake. This can't happen to me. Let's do more tests. The patient is most likely at which of the following stages of grief? A, anger. B, bargaining. C, denial. D, depression. The answer is denial. 11. A 10-month-old boy is brought to the ER by his babysitter. One hour after he was difficult to arouse following a head injury, the babysitter said he hit his head after falling off a bed and she could not wake him at first when she found him lying on the floor. The patient is conscious and not in distress. Physical examination shows a two-centimeter hematoma over the left parietal region of the head. There are ecchymoses in various stages of healing on different body surfaces, including the buttocks and low back. Neurologic examination shows no abnormalities. When questioned about the bruises, the babysitter replies, he just seems to bruise easily. Maybe he has some sort of bleeding problem. After notifying the parents, the physician should do which of the following next. Of course, this is a case of probable abuse, so the answer is notify child protective services of the suspected abuse. The other choices would be to ask the hospital social worker to obtain criminal background on the babysitter, or B, have a court appoint a guardian for the child, C, refer the patient to a pediatric hematologist, or E, register a formal complaint against babysitter with the local police department. Anyway, in this case, you should notify Child Protective Services. Number 12. A 10-year-old girl is brought to the physician by her parents for a well-child examination. When alone with the physician, the parent, parents state that they are concerned because some of her friends seem overly preoccupied with food when they are visiting. Their daughter also has begun to show an interest in fashion magazines and stylish clothing. Although their daughter has had consistent and appropriate weight gain throughout her life, the parents are aware of the risks for eating disorders and are eager to do anything they can to avoid such a problem. It is appropriate for the physician to recommend which of the following to the parents regarding their daughter. A. Encourage more, fa more family meals. B. Forbid access to fa fashion magazines. C. Have her eat more at every meal. D. Suggest we prepare. She prepare her own meals. E. Weigh her weekly. The answer is encourage more family meals.
Okay, number 13. A 46-year-old man comes to the physician for a follow-up examination. He underwent coronary artery bypass grafting three weeks ago. He works long hours daily as the head chief, head chef, and owner of a restaurant. He has a 14-kilogram, 13 or 30-pound weight gain since opening his restaurant three years ago. He attributes his weight gain to work, working around food all day, every day. He does not smoke cigarettes. His father had a myocardial infarction at the age of 60. The patient is 175 or 5'9", and now weighs 102 kilograms or 225, BMI is 33. Physical examination shows no other abnormalities. He tells the physician that he is afraid to cut down his workouts because the business might suffer as a result, but he says, I don't want to have a heart attack like my dad did. Which of the following responses by the doc is most appropriate? The answer is, let's discuss some lifestyle changes, including weight loss, exercise, and decreased stress. The other choices would be, the fact that you do not smoke cigarettes balances out your other risk factors, such as weight and family history. B, given your family history, modifying other risk factors won't have much impact. C, I suggest you have someone else run your business for the time being so you can spend your days in a more healthy environment. Or E, since the only risk factor is myocardial infarction, you can change your weight. I suggest you initiate a weight loss program fairly soon. Anyway, the answer here is, let's discuss some family style changes, some lifestyle changes, including weight loss, exercise, and decreased stress. Okay, here's another one. A 40-year-old woman with hypertension comes to the physician for a follow-up examination. Her blood pressure is 160 over 96. She tells the physician that she has been having difficulty being compliant with her medication regimen and has a low-sodium diet. Which of the following responses by the physician is the most appropriate? The answer here is, tell me the difficulties you've been having. Perhaps we can make your regimen and diet easier for you to follow. The other answer choice is, I will go over the regimen and diet again to make sure you understand them. B, I'd like you to read these pamphlets on the risk of hypertension. You will then realize the seriousness of your condition. C, if you don't follow my recommendations, you would end up having a heart attack or stroke. You could also be, become blind. E, unfortunately, if you don't follow your medication regimen and diet, I will find it difficult to act as your physician. So the answer here again is, tell me the difficulties you've been having. Perhaps we can make your regimen and diet easier for you to follow. So most of these questions are common sense, but it is good to read over them to see if you can find an answer that uh, is similar. So you can choose the right answer. 15, a 27-year-old woman comes to the physician because of itchy rash on her hands for two weeks. She states that she has been training as a hairstylist three weeks ago that she began training as a hairstylist three weeks ago, six hours daily, cutting, coloring, and highlighting hair and giving perms. Examination of the hands shows edema and weepy vesicular lesions in a glove pattern bilaterally. Which of the following initial actions by the physician is appropriate? A, advise the patient to stop her training and look for another type of job. B, immediately irrigate the affected area with copious amounts of water and prescribe an anti-inflammatory. In ointment. C. Inform the patient that her lesions are consistent with poison IV dermatitis 
and determine when and where she was exposed. D. Prescribe oral corticosteroid treatment and tell the patient to avoid giving perms since harsh chemicals are involved. Or E, which is the answer, prescribe topical corticosteroid treatment and advise the patient to wear non-latex gloves at work. Okay, let's go for another one. Number 16, a 42-year-old man with mild mental retardation comes to his primary care physician for a follow-up examination. The patient has received care for this physician from this physician for many years. He recently received a diagnosis of inoperable retroperitoneal sarcoma. His prognosis is poor. He serves as his own guardian and lives independently. His oncologist recommends chemotherapy that is highly toxic and has less than 5% response for his type of tumor. The primary care physician believes that the burden of suffering clearly outweighs the limited potential benefits of this treatment. The patient says that he is unsure whether he wishes to undergo chemotherapy. Which of the following is the most appropriate next step for the primary care physician? Is it A, ask the patient what he understands about the treatment and its likely effects? That's the answer. The other one, the other choice is contact the oncologist and request that he reconsider the treatment plan. No. C, emphasize the toxic adverse effects of the treatment and how uncomfortable the patient would be. No. D, encourage the patient to allow the primary care physician to decide what is best for him. No. E, stress the extremely low chance the treatment will provide any benefit to the patient. No. So again, the answer here is ask the patient what he understands about the treatment and its likely effects. 17. A five-year-old boy with Down syndrome is admitted to the hospital because of one-week history of fatigue, intermittent fever, and weakness. Results from a peripheral blood smear taken during his evaluation are indicative of possible acute lymphoblastic leukemia. The physician recommends a bone marrow aspiration to confirm the diagnosis and subsequent cytogenic studies are needed. The patient's parents refuse to consent to the procedure because they think such an invasive test will cause their son too much unnecessary pain. Without confirmation of the diagnosis and results from cytogenic testing, the patient's treatment may be adversely affected. Which of the following is the most appropriate next step for the physician? A. Accede to the parent's wishes to spare their son further pain. B. Consult child protective services. C. Discuss options to manage the potential pain during the procedure? That's the answer. D. Do the necessary procedure despite the parent's objections? No. D. Explain that the child will die if the procedure is refused? No. So again, the answer here is discuss options to manage the potential pain during the procedure. Number 18. A 70-year-old man with terminal pancreatic cancer is admitted to the hospital because of severe shortness of breath. He has no documented advanced care plans. His three children tell the physician that they want everything possibly done for the father, including cardiopulmonary resuscitation and intubation, if necessary. The patient is cachectic and unaware of his surroundings. Which of the following initial responses by the physician is most appropriate? A. I hear you, and I understand how difficult it must be for you to see your father ill. Let's talk more about the options. B. I know that you are distressed about your father's illness, but you must accept that he will die soon. 
C, I want you to reconsider your decision about CPR and intubation. Your father's prognosis is very poor. D, relatives in this type of situation feel distressed and they want to prolong their life with their loved one unnecessarily. E, you are just prolonging the inevitable. Your father's going to die. A is the answer. I hear you and I understand how difficult it must be for you to see your father ill. Let's talk more about the options. Okay, next one, number 19, a 32-year-old woman comes to the ER after taking 41 milligram tablets of alprozolam. She says that her boyfriend threatened to leave her and she feels empty. She drinks several six-packs of beer weekly and uses cocaine daily. She has outbursts of rage whenever she, whether or not she is intoxicated. Which of the following is the most likely personality disorder? Is it A, antisocial, B, borderline? C, dependent, or D, narcissistic? The answer is B, borderline, because with borderline, they are emotionally unstable and um, relationships, strong emotional reactions, self-harm, dangerous acts, etc. So this is borderline personality disorder. And the last one for this session, number 20, a 34-year-old woman with major depressive disorder comes to the physician for a follow-up examination. She says that her depressive symptoms are worsening. Multiple medication regimens have been ineffective. The patient says that she spoke recently with a former college roommate who, has, who also has depression. Her friend is currently enrolled in a clinical trial for a new antidepressant at a local center. The patient says, my friend seems to be doing well with her, this new medication and I think I'd like to try it out to see if it worked for me too. Can you write me a referral to the center where my friend is enrolled? Which of the following is the most appropriate response? A, decline to refer the patient because she has treatment refractory depression that is typically not accepted into clinical trials. No. B, discuss the conduct of clinical trials so that the patient has a clear understanding of how they operate. Yes, that's the answer. C was to inform the patient that she cannot receive future care from the physician if she enrolls in the clinical trial. D, inform the patient that she will not get the best care possible if she enrolls in the experimental trial. Or E, refer the patient to the center because so many of the treatment options have failed. No, the answer here is discuss the, discuss the conduct of clinical trials so that the patient has a clear understanding of how they operate. Thanks very much for tuning into Med School Radio, and I'll be reading some more of these questions soon. Thank you.